Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. The New Year's here, and uh, in the new year, we have an old cat that really knows about <laughs> what this country's uh, turned into, and when we talk about our loss of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, once upon a time, there was a declaration of independence that's lost. You only can believe what the government tells you to believe. You're not allowed to believe anything else or say anything that's, quote, misinformation. And Judge Andrew Napolitano, there's nobody, nobody, bring him around, her around, that knows the Bill of Rights and the Constitution better than Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, thank you, Gerald. Thank you for the, uh, for the generous introduction. It's always a pleasure. You know, talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And again, that's it's not, you know, it's it's the truth what I'm saying about you. And and I, week after week, you all the shows that you have, and everybody listening, you got to go see who the judge, uh, judging freedom and the people that he has on and the things that go on and what they're saying. You don't hear this anywhere else from the guests that he puts on. And, and so what I'm saying is that, you know, we've lost our our declaration of independence and you have this article coming out tomorrow about somebody I can't stand, but, and it's the same, same, same here. Of us. you know, it's not whether you like somebody or dislike somebody. We look at the facts and the fact is that this clown running for president, Nikki Haley uh, was condemned for a statement that she made about the civil war and slavery. We're not mentioning slavery. And uh, you write an article here, about Nikki Haley, American history, and intellectual honesty. Well, she was asked, you know, what was the Civil War fought about? And she said, government, rights, and freedom. A perfectly accurate, historically respectable answer. And then the media uh, and the left and some conservatives just jumped, dumped all over her because she didn't mention slavery. <laughs> now, this is a touchy uh, subject. You and I condemn slavery as, the, as America's Holocaust, the, the most monstrous use of governmental power in history. But the Civil War was not fought to eradicate slavery. It was fought to preserve the Union. Who said that? Abraham Lincoln. How many times did he say it? About a dozen times during his years in the White House while fighting the uh, Civil War. Did Lincoln free the slaves like we were all taught in grade school? He did not. The 13th Amendment did, eight months after uh, he was dead. Did the Emancipation Proclamation free the slaves? It did not. It was a military order telling the uh, army that they could seize slaves and draft them into the military, one form of slavery into another. And it expressly said, lay off the slaves in the border states, the five border states. That's one third of the Confederacy where it preserved slavery. Was Lincoln anti-slavery? He was not. He supported the Corwin Amendment. Ooh, I don't remember studying the Corwin Amendment. That was the original 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which passed Congress right before the war started and never was circulated to the states. But had it been ratified by the states, would have enshrined slavery in the Constitution. And then when the Civil War was over, Congress condemned slavery. So the same Congress that promoted slavery in 1861 
condemned it in 1865. Why? Because the war was over and they wanted to rewrite history. <laughs> now, does any of this have anything to do with whether or not she's worthy to become president of the United States? Of course not. She is utterly unworthy to become president of the United States. Don't mis misread what I'm about to say. She's Lindsey Graham in high heels. <laughs> <laughs> she never met somebody else's blood she didn't want to spill. She never met a war she didn't want somebody else to fight. But her answer, her original answer before she changed her mind with the avalanche of criticism on the war between the states was correct. That's why I wrote it. It got under my skin to see people pounding at her. Because as you said, sometimes we defend the indefensible. I don't defend her as a candidate, but I defend what she says when she happens to be correct. Well, you know, in trend forecasting, you look at things for the way they are, not the way you want them to be. Correct. And and again, you know, I'm a political atheist. I don't believe in politics. I mean, what are you, are you kidding me? You know, what am I, what am I, six years old? And, and you call it government schools. And that's what they are. And that's Wait, what they, they hate that, by the way. I, I have said that in the local high school here. And boy, did the teachers come up to me. That's a public school. It's not a government school. Yeah, it's a government and school. And I said, madam, who pays, your who pays your salary? Who signs your paycheck? The government. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the money that it costs me for, for school taxes all... Uh, all my life, you too. I don't have any kids. Same here. Me, to me, it should be the more kids you have, the more you should pay in school tax. Of course. What the hell am I paying for your kids for? You pay for your own. I don't even think we should have a public school system. Well, I don't either. I think the private schools would pop up on every street corner. You want to be an a, a automobile mechanic? You go to this school. Yep. Uh, you want to go to Yale? You go to that school. You want to be a baseball player? You go to that school. It will cost a heck of a lot less. You would have the choice you want, and you wouldn't be paying to turn a pig's ear into a silk purse. Yep. Pig's ear into the silk purse. You got it. And again, it was that, that piece of crap made rotten hell who gave us World War One? Yes. Gave us the bankster bandits to take over the country, the Federal Reserve. He gave us federal income tax. Yes. And he, he gave, gave us the public school system. Correct. Woodrow Wilson. Correct. That's when it started. And it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Now, I don't know what it's like in New York, but in New Jersey, in, in the classes on health, uh, the government uh, school teachers are required to tell seven-year-olds that they can change their gender. I mean, this is just, <laughs> you can't even say this with a straight face. It's so revolting. Yeah. So we've you know, gone from, we've gone from worship of Lincoln to you don't have to live with your body. We can change it for you. And the yeah. government will pay for it. And by the way, you don't even have to tell your parents, just, just tell us. That's what we've gone to in the public In the, um, I slipped in the government schools. Yep. You know, going back to this, um, <clears throat> by the way, what's that guy in Paisano who wrote that book, The Real Lincoln? Oh, Tom DeLorenzo. <clears throat> Boy, that book is terrific. Uh, Tom is, uh, you know, he's a PhD. Uh, he's an economist by trade, but he is the most uh, prolific and, and reliable uh, author on Lincoln that doesn't worship Lincoln. Another one is Brian McClanahan, but, uh, but Tom is at the head of the class. And he, he showed, and, and how Lincoln was so pro-slavery when, when, he, yes. you know, and, and it had nothing to do with this at all. Like you said, it was just about unionization. Listen, and, the and how, many people, 
How many so, people did died? Like what? About seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred and fifty thousand Americans died in the Civil War, more uh, than in all wars in which Americans fought combined. The Civil and, War was the first war in the history of the world where a central government targeted civilians and where it targeted civilians of its own country. Sherman's march through Georgia and South Carolina robbed banks, burnt farmhouses, yeah. raped women, destroyed courthouses, because Lincoln looked the other way. Now the Russians did it. <laughs> right, right, right. They, What's wrong with you? The Russians made it happen. Right. They were behind it. America wouldn't do anything like that. We so, don't kill people in other countries. You know, I so, want to go back to your article here. <clears throat> you go, starting with its very inaccurate name, the war fought on American soil between Americans from 1861 to 1865 it was not a civil war. A civil war is a violent contest for control of a central government. The war between the states was not fought for control of the federal government. It was fought, like all wars, over power and wealth. Because the federal government had seized uh, the ports from Baltimore to Houston and began collecting tariffs, ports that were owned by the state governments and in which they had been collecting tariffs. That's what triggered the whole thing. It's no mistake that this started in the port of uh, in the port of Charleston because that was the hotbed where the locals kicked the feds out and wouldn't let them uh, collect the tariffs. The southern states wanted wealth that the north had seized from them. The north wanted wealth that it had seized. So all all all, all it was about. It was also about you know power. Uh, it was about the ability of a state that voluntarily joined the union to voluntarily leave an argument that Thomas Jefferson, the guy that wrote the declaration and James Madison, the guy that wrote the constitution and the bill of rights, both argued in favor of. Now I wish you explain this in war power means control of someone else's land and wealth means seizing someone else's assets. <clears throat> The initial verbal and military salvos in the war were over whether the states, covetous of tariffs, revenues seized by the feds, could voluntarily leave the Union and resume conflicting tariffs. Hardly a novel concept at the time, but in government school, you probably never heard of this. You so probably never heard of the fact that <clears throat> It was not novel to suggest that the states could leave the Union. When, when the Union was formed, the 13 colonies became 13 states of the United States of America. Five of them said, if you don't add a Bill of Rights, we're out of here. And the other uh, states agreed, we're going to add a Bill of Rights because we don't want them to leave. Wait a minute. I thought they couldn't leave. Of course they could leave. Joining was just a piece of legislation. And a piece of legislation can be undone uh, if it doesn't work out, if it turns out that it's harming the life, liberty, and property of the people represented by those who enacted the legislation. 
Lincoln argued that when the states joined the Union, a miracle happened and they were wedded to the other states and to the Union forever. That's absurd. There is no miracle that happened. They joined voluntarily. They can leave voluntarily. Yeah. Of course, that would be nearly impossible today <laughs> after all the blood that was shed in the war between the states. You know, my dear friend, may rest in peace, Thomas Naylor, <clears throat> had a movement going on up in Vermont uh, about secession going on back in the uh, 2000s. And he passed away in, in 2012. And it was the, um, he was really pushing for a secessionist movement that was happening. So when, passed away. when Trump was in the White House and uh, hurling uh, verbal salvos at uh, Governor Newsom of California, <clears throat> there was a movement for California to secede. And Tr Trump said at a press conference, let them go until somebody reminded him how much taxes they collect from the people in California. Uh. <laughs> you know, Judge, <clears throat> I went on the air and I just uh, read an article came out that um, almost 200 people were killed in bomb explosion in Iran. Uh, and they were celebrating the ceremony of talking about Trump, his assassination of General Soleimani right. uh, of, of Iran back in uh, what was about 2018 or so. Right. 19. Was an act of murder. <clears throat> yeah. And they just slaughtered uh, a couple of hundred Iranians. And a couple of, about a week ago, they wiped out another Iranian general over there in uh, Syria. <clears throat> Allegedly, the Israelis did it. You know, we just put out our top trends to 2024. And last year, of course, was Middle East meltdown, and it melted down. And <clears throat> now it's World War III. If this thing escalates into Iran, this is going to be a nuclear annihilation. <clears throat> and um, well, this is Joe Biden's foreign policy <clears throat> conducted, as Phil Giraldi said, through the mechanism of starting a war uh, almost every year. Uh, starting and financing a war in Ukraine and now financing all the slaughter uh, in Gaza. And the spread um, uh, is almost something that they that they can't control. Gee, I wonder who killed those Iranians that were commemorating uh, the death of General uh, Soleimani. Of course, it was the Israelis. Who else uh, would have or or could have uh, done it? Uh, the Israelis blew up a residential neighborhood uh, in Beirut three days ago, uh, killing dozens in order to kill uh, one man who apparently was one of the senior people uh, in uh, in Hamas. Uh, but the Netanyahu uh, unbridled uh, bloodlust uh, will consume Israel. I mean, yeah. Jeff Sachs, the, uh, Professor Sachs, um, said on my uh, podcast uh, yesterday, um, Netanyahu needs to stop the slaughter in Gaza in order to save Israel. And if he doesn't, he's going to destroy his own uh, country. You know, we wrote in the upcoming, the Treasury Journal just went out yesterday. <clears throat> and you know, my line, when all else fails, they take you to war. Right. And you look at Netanyahu's poll ratings, you know what they are? I bet they're pretty low. 15%. Wow. 
15% support. They want him to leave after the war's over. Cool. And and Biden's down to 39%. Wow. So again, these wars are going to ramp up. And the other war is what's happening over there in Ukraine. As we kept saying, they're going to get back in the news and Ukraine is going to do everything they can to keep getting more support to fight Russia. They're losing. They're not going to win. No way, no how. They're going to do something, a false flag event or some kind of an attack. And Scott Ritter, of course, you know, this cat knows about what's going on really very well. And I understand that he's over in Moscow right now. He is. And I was privileged to interview him yesterday uh, with a regional Russian uh, official who's also a uh, financial guy and, um, and a developer uh, of, of downtown areas and construction projects. We had a, a translator and I said, Alexander, what do the Russian people think of Joe Biden? <laughs> and a student that was translated, I saw a smile from ear to ear. And he said, uh, Judge, in Moscow, we say, thank you, Joe Biden, because the sanctions have, A, made us economically independent, and B, made us economically more prosperous. And C, we now know we don't need the West. I said, what are the Russian people think of 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 the west he said we think very little of your government but we love your people we are warm and friendly to your people and we want to engage in commercial activity with your people yesterday uh we had five hundred thousand uh views wow bravo thanks thanks to uh scott ritter and this fellow uh alexander wow. and the translator and it was in a beautiful studio with all kinds of camera angles it was a first rate first rate production here i am using my laptop and my uh, and my camera in my home and he's in moscow and and the <laughs> top of the line it was like being back on fox top of the line equipment again wow <laughs> you know <clears throat> the um what he talked about being self-sufficient. That was one of our top trends going back to about 2018. We said more and more countries are going to pull away from globalization and really understand the power of self-sufficiency. And Russia has all of the human and natural resources they need to be self-sufficient. Correct. When you become less self-sufficient through globalization, you lose the power within, as you see within the United States. <clears throat> Our production, manufacturing accounts for only about 11% of our gross domestic product. That's it. I didn't realize it was that low, Gerald. Yeah. Consumer spending, almost 70%. Mm. So self-sufficiency is a top trend. And America could become a self-sufficient country. But they're not going to do that because the bigs are in control and they want to use all the slave labor they could get in any country they could get to make their products cheaply so they can make more money. Bottom right. line. Right. Right. And when the United States put sanctions on Russia in your trends journal, we said Russia is now going to move towards self-sufficiency. And that's exactly what happened. Correct. Correct.
So what what is Biden uh, accomplishing? I guess Again, he's still what, is, what has he ever accomplished in his whole life? No, nothing. He just gone along with the political trends of the time. But maybe he thinks he's going to run for re-election as a wartime president. I really don't know. I fear uh, McGregor fears, Ritter fears, you fear a false flag. Yep. Uh, some sort of an attack on a NATO country, yep. which will give him the justification for moving tens of thousands of American troops in. And then he becomes in his own his own um, diminished mind. Another FDR, a, a wartime uh, president fighting a war uh, in Europe and running for re-election. Yep, um, that's the way we say it. This is a madman. He's been sucking off the public tit for what over sixty years. Yes, and uh, not a war that he didn't love. So no, this is this is serious. And you know, as I said in the in the letter to the subscribers, you know, th this may be our last year of the top trends for the coming year because we may not be here in another year this is very serious what's going on this is not well, if it gets to if it gets to nuclear you're right i mean we yeah. both live we both live and work close enough to new york city that would be a prime place for them to uh attack i mean this is just lunacy yeah uh, if if they really want to start world war three with a nuclear power lunacy well, look, it, look at a guy by the name of Netanyahu. You want to talk about lunacy? There's a lunatic in front of your eyes. Correct. Correct. And, and if this was America, and let's say we were celebrating the death of a general that was killed by the Russians, and all of a sudden, a couple of hundred people at that ceremony were killed. What would America do to Russia? This would be our cause of war. Remember right. the Lithuania? Was it Lusitania? Right. They'll make up anything. Right. And the people just follow the headline news by the prostitutes, the media whores that get paid to put out by the corporate pimps and government whore masters and march off to war. Hey, judge, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy, a Yankee doodle do or die. How stupid can you be? Right, right. I'm 100% with you uh, on all of this, uh, my dear friend. I so hope that 2024 is a, I hope 2024 is a better year than you and I fear. It's up to the people to make the change. And again, if you want to donate to Occupy Peace, please do so. We're going to keep doing all we can to fight for peace and freedom. And again, Please go to the judge's channel. The, we got 500,000 views to see Scott Ritter. And what a cat he is. We got to get together for dinner again sometime. Yes. And you go to Judging Freedom. There's no one that judges freedom like Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge, thanks for being here. Uh, Felice Ananuovo. Happy yes, New Year. Yes, yes. Happy New Year to you as well, my dear friend. God bless you. See you next Wednesday. Ciao, ciao.